Hello, everyone. I'm Miss Jenny R. Jones, and you're listening to Once and For All. Today, we have another extra special episode for us, and we're going to be doing another interview with Benita of Patriarchal Femininity of the Patriarchal Femininity Instagram and YouTube channel. So, Benita, please say hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> So I am really excited for you guys to listen in on what she has to say and have some questions right up here for you. Yes. All right. So, Benita, question number one. How did you get into the quote unquote trad wife, red pill conservative community? Well, for me, it all started around in 2015 um, because in Euro- I live in Europe and that's when the refugee crisis started. And mm. um I remember I used to read two kinds of newspapers and they were all liberal and they never really talked about that. Right. Like there was no mention, nothing was going on. So um, people started talking about it and I was like, okay, let me read some other newspapers. And then I realized what was actually happening. And um, so that was one thing. Another thing for me was um, once I realized doing more research on, on other topics as well, like on abortion, and I used to be pro-choice, very, very much so, and I never heard that life starts, uh, begins at conception, and once I researched that, and I realized that all of my beliefs were basically wrong, that was another thing that got me into, like, the red pill movement, I guess, Mm -hmm. and then in 2016, even though I don't live in America, but the election was a big thing with Trump, and (laughs) I remember I used to hate him, because he says stuff like grab them by the, you know what? And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, I, I used to be a big feminist. So that was like a big red flag for me. And on the left side, you only heard them, you know, saying bad stuff about him, how terrible of a person he is. And I was like, okay, I was wrong about the other two things. Let me do some research on that too. And then, you um, know, it's, it's like a year or two later. And I realized everything that he has been doing, like, the black uh, unemployment rate, how it went down and how he changed or improved the um, economy. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm wrong about that too. And those three things were like the major factors in how I changed my mind and, you know, just started to explore more. And then also added to that, I just converted to Christianity. I, I wasn't baptized as a child. So yeah, those are the things that made me um, reconsider my opinions. Okay. And that's profound because you're only 25 and yeah. for a young person to be so humble, to look at the evidence, the objective evidence that's right in front of them and to yeah. say, you know what? I don't know everything. And yeah. I, I've been lied to and I believe the lie that I was told. And now I'm going to choose to believe the truth. And yeah, exactly. terrific. Yeah. All right. Oh, and and if anyone is wondering if they want a more in-depth answer about that, um, her last episode, her last video on her YouTube channel talks about that same topic. So be sure to go over there and listen to that. Question number two, what do you think is the greatest threat facing marriage today? Honestly, I feel like it's feminism. And that's because they are pro-hookup culture. They're pro-porn, most, most of them. And... Both of these things, they're not really good to establish a stable relationship. Like, as you probably know, a lot of marriages fail because of porn addiction. Right. And just hookup culture, it, uh, you know, the, these people never learn how 
or what a true relationship is. So I feel like those two are definitely a big threat. Okay. Yeah, and that's good. Um, I feel like porn is almost like a silent killer. Like, you know, especially being, you know, religious, like in a church, like, you know, most churches, they don't talk about stuff like that because there are children. And so it's this thing that's going on for a a lot of men and then like a growing number of women. And it is breaking up homes in droves. I mean, it's really a big problem. Yeah. So absolutely. Question number three. How are you preparing for marriage? Okay, so what I do, that's kind of like a standard answer, I guess. I pray a lot. <laughs> um, okay, good answer. Because I, I don't come from a good family, so no one ever taught me how to be a good wife. Um, and what I also like to do is I read books. I like the books by Girl Defined. They also have okay. a YouTube channel. They're Protestant. And they talk a lot about femininity and marriage. And... I also like reading things about self-improvement. Like right now I'm reading um, Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. So okay. yeah, that, that's kind of what I do. Very good. And um, I don't do, you know, I hate to say it, I don't do a whole lot of reading. I'm really trying to get better about that. Um, right now I, I like take care of pets as my primary thing that I yeah. do for work. And I try to like listen to books as I'm like walking dogs and stuff like that. So um, you said it was the 12 steps to be a better what? Uh, No, it's called 12 Rules for Life. It's by Jordan Peterson. 12 Rules for Life. Okay, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Question number four. How did you meet your fiance? Um, We met on Tumblr. I don't know if you know what that is. It's like um, a blogging platform, kind of. Yeah. And um, we were actually friends for many, many years. Like, we probably know each other for six years now, maybe even longer. And we used to message a lot as friends. I was even with my ex. Um, We were engaged, me and my uh, ex-fiance, I guess. And before me and him got together, I just broke up with my ex-boyfriend, who I was engaged to. And um, it just didn't work out because he was Protestant and I'm Catholic. And, um, you know, when it comes to marriage and you don't see eye to eye with certain topics like how to raise children, when to baptize them and stuff, it just doesn't work. And we ended up splitting up. So he took the opportunity to, you know, start talking to me more and be more romantic in the, uh, in the conversations. And mm-hmm. we're actually in a long distance relationship. He lives in New York and I live in Vienna in Austria. He's here visiting me right now. <laughs> oh. And, yeah. So we decided to meet up. Um, I think it was last February. Um, and um, we met in Serbia. And that's, that's the first time we met. And yeah. So first we talked on Tumblr. Then we met in real life. And that's how we started our relationship. Okay. So Serbia is very close to Austria? Yeah, the reason why we went to Serbia actually was because um, all the COVID restrictions, you couldn't travel anywhere. And that was one of the only countries where they would let you in with only a um, PCR test. So, yeah, and it's pretty close to Austria, too. Okay, very interesting. What would you say is your fiance's best quality? I would say his... um, He's just a very kind person and a very patient person because... I actually struggle with uh, borderline personality disorder. 
and I don't know if you know what that is. It's a it's a disorder where you you don't see things for how they are. Like you are very mm. dramatic and you have very dramatic emotions. So you get things mixed up as, you know, like um, there's abandoning issues included in that. So he's very patient with me when it comes to him wanting to spend some alone time. And I have some issues with that. So um, he's always like considerate of me and how I feel. Yeah. Well, that's terrific. I, I've heard of that. Um, but I've never actually, I didn't know like the definition of it. So, okay, that's interesting. I mean, there's probably a better definition than what I provided, but <clears throat> everyone has different kind of symptoms and that's the worst thing for me. Mm, okay. Wow. So yeah, that's really a blessing that he's patient with you and um, tender with you and, you know, yeah. just giving you grace for when you fall short. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we as humans could use a lot more grace for each other where we all fall short. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, question number six, what, is your, what does your ideal wedding include? For me, I personally don't like big weddings. I get very anxious just thinking about that. So <laughs> um, we said that we're just going to have our close family that includes his grandma, his sister, because his parents are deceased, um, and mm. my brother. Those is, uh, that is the closest family we've got. So a small, tiny little wedding in a church. And after that, I just want to have some food and some drinks and just hang out with everyone. Okay. Yeah, big weddings are extremely overrated and they're really expensive. So. Yeah, they cost so much. I don't even know how people can afford that. Like when you first get married, you know, you're still struggling because usually you get married young, right? And... Mm -hmm. You don't have the best job yet, so I don't know how people afford it. Right. No, they, they don't afford it. That's the thing. That's, that's <laughs> the bad, is that they finance these weddings, and literally the first step of their marriage is that they're entering into debt. Oh, that's so terrible. I didn't know yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable these, what these people will spend for these weddings. I mean, like upwards of like hundreds of thousands of dollars on this one day or, or just one weekend. Because like they'll do like, you know, the bridal shower, the, the bachelorette, the, um, yeah. you know, the brunch before and the brunch after, like all this different stuff. And it's just like. And it's, it's also <laughs> so ingrained in our culture because every time I mention to someone, oh, I just want a little wedding they're like surprised about it. You know, it's like not everyone wants that big wedding. Right, exactly. So it's crazy. You're, you're doing a good thing. Coming from someone who had a small wedding, they are definitely underrated. <laughs> <laughs> now, question number seven. Did you, oh, okay, we kind of touched on this earlier, but did you have a proper example of marriage slash family growing up? If no, what do you plan to do different? And if yes, do you fear not living up to their example? So, no, I didn't have any good examples at all. <laughs> um, and what I want to do different is that in my house, I don't want a lot of screaming and yelling and arguing. And mm. I just want to, especially for my children, make sure that they can always come to me, no matter how bad it is, and that they can trust me that I wouldn't, you know, have bad intentions or would want to hurt them. And I just... I just really want to put the emphasis on a quiet, loving home. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I think that especially when, because um, I didn't come from like, 
the perfect home either. Like my parents are divorced. So Mm -hmm. I think that you learn, because I believe that you can learn from anybody. Like my pastor, he would say that, you know, you can learn from the drunk on the street about how not to live. So I think that, you know, you can see your parents' shortcomings and they can be very valuable to teach you exactly, okay, this is exactly what we're not going to do in my (laughs) home. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And so question number 10, what is your biggest concern going into marriage? Um, I would say that I feel or I fear that I'm not going to be good enough. And by that, I mean, um, it's because our goal is to get married, wait around a year to have a child. And then um, as soon as I'm pregnant, I'm going to stay at home. So until that point, I'm going to be working. But once we've done that, right, once we're married and we have children, there's going to be so much to focus on and so many things that will take up energy that I fear that he's going to be left behind. Right. Mm. So I'm going to really try to remember that he comes first and then the children and then everything else. That's good. Yeah, I guess that um, I never really thought about that, that you can worry about, you know, your husband getting pushed to the back burner with yeah. all different types of things and it's like well hey remember me the guy you married <laughs> <laughs> all right well lastly is there any are there any extra comments or things you'd like to um shout out um your social media pages any bible verses that are really catching your eye lately well i don't have a specific bible verse but um i have a quote from the bible i'm trying to remember it right now it goes like, have I not commanded you? You should be strong and courageous, something like that. And I feel like we all need to remember that God does not want us to suffer. He wants us to be strong and to defend our faith and to keep fighting the good fight. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Benita. I, I know that it's late where you are, so I don't want to hold you up. Um, and I really appreciate you coming here and sharing your wisdom with the the once and for all audience and i hope you you have a really good night thank you i really appreciate that you put me on here and i hope you have a good rest of the rest of the evening thank you all right you're welcome bye-bye